Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Louisiana is set to become the 28th state to pass a constitutional carry law, and it has sparked quite a debate. We're going to talk about that in Pennsylvania. An Elvis impersonator is caught naked with a teenage girl. And Don Henley takes the witness stand in the Eagles lyric trial. Mike's been telling you about these stories and more coming at you today, Friday, February 30th. I'm Real Life Real Crime Daily, and I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. Freaky Friday? Freaky Friday, the last Friday of February, right? A little frosty Friday after those days in the 80s. Yeah, people are getting used to it. Right. I think it's going back in the 80s all next week, isn't it? I was riding my bike late, like 5.15 in the park yesterday, and this... Like storm came in in like two minutes, mm-hmm. and the winds were I don't know like fifty miles per hour, sixty miles per hour, and I just kept getting shot in the face with twigs coming off of trees and cones and everything else. After about a minute, I was uh, I couldn't see anymore, and I just had to get off the bike and walk it home. It was uh, it was crazy. I've never seen a storm come in like that here. Mm, it's usually during the summertime that blow yeah. in and get dark and blow in in a couple of minutes and then be gone. In Not February. Months. Yeah, well, y'all, before we get started today, I want to uh, tell a little bit of a story, and, and I think this is important. And it's a tragedy, but it was sent to us by a lifer, uh, um, and I'll explain more in a second. But let me read just a little article, and it's short. From, it came from... Uh, WAFB, that's nine news in Baton Rouge, says a motorcyclist was killed in a wreck on Old Hammond Highway Tuesday night. East Baton Rouge Sheriff's Office said the crash happened around 6.19 p.m. Tuesday, February 27th, on Old Hammond near Millerville Road. Deputies said Cameron Whaley, 29, was riding a motorcycle westbound on Old Hammond at um, – when a car was making a left turn onto Old Hammond from Ponderosa Drive, the motorcycle slammed into the vehicle while it was turning. 
Whaley was taken to the hospital but later died from his injuries. And Deputy say the driver of the car has mind injuries. Well, what does this have to do with us? Um, one of our great lifers, Maria Weeks Berthelot, sent this message to Jim and, and Mike and I last night uh, via Facebook. And I'll read it to you. It says, a lifer lost her son in a motorcycle crash on the old Hammond Highway yesterday. Me, her, and her sister all listen every day. I was with them today, and they were talking about if charges were going to be filed and if autopsy would be needed. And her sister blurted out, We have to call Roy and Kristen, the two Kristens. The three of us looked at each other and burst out laughing. Uh, and it's, it's so not a laughing matter, but the fact that us bonding over an ad on your show made that moment tolerable is a testament to what y'all do. My heart is heavy for her family, but I want y'all to know y'all make an impact on people's lives daily. Peace. Wow. And that's pretty powerful, right? Wow. Uh, Thank you, Maria, for And we're that. so sorry for, um, you know, for her son's loss and, and for everybody that loved him and all that. But thanks, Maria. Um, weeks birth a lot for sending that in. It means a lot to us. Kind of validates what we do, right, fellas? Amen. For sure. And and the lifers out there listening, we love and appreciate each and every one of y'all. And I don't know, it's just pretty powerful. And Very powerful. thoughts and prayers for Cameron Whaley's family. Right. She's just twenty nine years old. Right. And with that being said, let's get down to some true crime time for Friday. Well, we got some big news coming out of the state of Louisiana, where we're based out of. And on Wednesday morning, state lawmakers officially sent a bill to the governor to allow adults 18 or older without a felony to carry uh, concealed carry handgun without a concealed carry permit. On the opening day of the special session focused on crime, Governor Jeff Landry made it clear while addressing the legislature he wants to make Louisiana the 28th state to allow constitutional carry. The bill by Senator Blake Miguez of New Iberia had multiple uh, attempts to see it reach the governor. In 2021, as a matter of fact, former Governor John Bell Edwards vetoed the proposal when it reached his desk. He was the first governor to veto a constitutional carry bill. And the final vote was 75 yeas and 28 nays. So this is something we can definitely comment on. Uh, and the first so let's thing, do it. The first thing they said in there is, is uh, you can carry if you're not a convicted felon, which leads to the fact that first of all, convicted felons aren't supposed to be in possession of a firearm, but the debate over however you feel about it, the the only people carrying firearms right now are the ones that are carrying it legally concealed and the cops, and then you have the bad guys are going to carry it regardless. They don't care what the law is. But now I think it might even it up the playing field up a little bit more. Certainly you can't say it's going to be an effective deterrent to crime, but I – you know, if you're a smart criminal and you're thinking that mm, everybody might be armed, it might give you a little pause before you try to rob or, or rape them or whatever. I'd agree with that. Yeah, the, the thing that comes to mind uh, quickest for me is that these mass shooting events. Yeah, that I, I didn't if, think about that. Yeah. If 
if somebody's thinking about shooting up a church or shooting up a school or shooting up a park or what have you, chances are they're going to have several people around them that are going to take them out quicker than the police could get there and, and get them taken out. And, and I didn't think about that part, but that's, that's a very good point. But like me, I don't have a concealed carry permit, but I'll carry everywhere. Right. And I don't care if, you know, I need it, or if I if I get a ticket for carrying. But now, now I'll even I'll be legal, right? The, uh, but you know, I'm, I know a lot of naysayers are like, oh, no, what they don't have training, and you know, if, if someone pulls a weapon and starts shooting indiscriminately, they're certainly even though this law is legal, the, the concealed carry, it, you still have to be cautious with your firearm and shoot somebody in the back and just act like a fool, right? It doesn't mean it doesn't give you carte blanche to be irresponsible with your firearm. That's right. And, and look, it doesn't, you still need to get training. If you've never shot a firearm, uh, there's a lot of guns out there. For example, if you're a female that, uh, are special specifically made really for females. I mean, they're lighter weights, uh, and all of those sorts of things, you go pull a, you know, a 357 Magnum with a six inch barrel and right. blast it. And it, you can be a 200 pound man and you're going to fly back. Right. You know, you're going to get a lot of recoil on that. Well, uh, hopefully people would be responsible enough. I'm, I'm a certain amount of assholes. I won't be, but it'd be, you know, I'm sure there's going to be a rush on, uh, Firearms, and but hopefully people will still get training. I know I have so many friends that are firearms instructors, and that was their side gig is these concealed carry classes. But I'm sure they're still going to offer training classes. Oh yeah, they and I think they're going to see. You know, my thought process: they're going to see a little bit of a jump probably in those where what people are avoiding having to pay that are law abiding citizens is that hundred and twenty five dollars you have to pay to the state. And things that, like and that background and, and yeah that all of, all of that but you go to a gun show you you know right. if i sold woody a gun i don't have to do a background check on woody i can a private sale right. you don't have to do all that so uh into mike's point he mentioned uh you know the that these people that conduct maybe a mass shooting or shooting in general uh they have to be concerned about that i i don't think it'll deter so much the crime itself, but it will certainly deter, as Mike said, the the uh, you know the amount of casualties. On I, I agree. Mass shooting, I, I, I think I think it will actually save lives. I I don't know how easy that will be to prove. Yeah, I, you uh, might but, not ever be able to prove it. But but, uh, but I think that's as a practical matter is what it will do because right now those. Uh, People out there that are carrying weapons concealed are more likely to be uh, on the wrong side of the law than uh, than the right side of the law. And this giving people the ability to uh, defend themselves, defend their families, regardless of the context. Because right now you have it in your car or have it in your home, but you can't be walking around a, a theme park or uh, or one of these other places where people gather uh, that you now can, and and uh, I gotta believe that that yeah. would that would save lives yeah. if you could, you know, actually isolate all and, of the the data. And there still be some of the same restrictions. Um, 
as it is now are the same restrictions. Like you can't carry it into a school, you can't right. carry Public it into problems. a bar room, and, and things like that. So I mean, or know, private business that right. doesn't want it. Right. right. What you are know, what are the right more common thing. exclusions or, or yeah, public well, buildings? Bar rooms, schools, courthouses, uh, courthouses, things like that. Yeah. So interesting. I tell you what, it's gonna be a whole lot more criminal spring and elite. Well, and and before we move on from that, I'd be interested to get your perspective as a as a uh, you know former police officer. What uh, what does this do to the mentality of the officer, knowing that everybody could be packing now? Well, that it shouldn't do anything because every officer should always expect that everybody's packing, uh, and and if you are going to be packing uh, um, on this new law, the first thing you need to do when you get pulled over or Approached yep. by an officer, say, "Hey, hey, raise your hand." Say, "Hey, I have a firearm on me. It's not going to be an issue. They're going to take that weapon. They're going to run it, make sure it's not stolen, and that and they're going to run your criminal history. It takes two minutes. So they can do it from the car. And you're not a convicted felon, and the firearm's legal. No sweat. That's right. right. Yeah. That's right. So, very good. All right. Moving on. It's springtime, boys. The grass is green. The birds are chirping, and the kids will be out of school soon. That makes it the perfect time to plan a family vacation. And we know from the stories we cover that this is not exactly the time to take the family to the Caribbean. You don't want to end up in the middle of some cartel drug shootout. So this year, it's time to take an international journey. And of course, a big international trip is just one reason to learn a new language with Rosetta Stone. You might have a different one. Maybe you want to connect with family or friends living overseas. Maybe you want to acquire a new skill for work or better understand a certain culture. Rosetta Stone has helped me have fun with my mother and at least have partial conversations in Italian after only a few lessons. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users in 25 languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and many more. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways. No English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. Intuitive process, you pick up a language naturally, designed for long-term retention, speech recognition. The true accent feature is like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is convenient and an amazing value. That's right, Woody. A lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Real Life Real Crime and Daily Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Sayonara. Shout out to Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? I love that. You sound like, <laughs> it's that time of year, though, bro. I sound different to me. I feel like I'm in a submarine. Yeah, well, have you tried Astro Pro? It's faster, bro. Oh. All right. Astro Pro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astro Pro 
is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Hey, I use this, and you should too, Jim. Last weekend, I planted my garden, and it's that time of the year, and my allergies really kicked up with it, right? I use Astapro every time my nasal allergies flare up, and I'm always amazed at how fast I'm back in the game, down on those rows, playing my stuff. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to AstaproAllergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O Allergy.com. It's faster, bro. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Astapro and go. Moving on, moving back to New York City, where on Wednesday show, we talked about this criminal trial going on over a notepad, notebook that ended up in the hands of three guys that, uh, that contained much of the, uh, the hit lyrics from the album uh, Hotel California by the Eagles. The last couple of days, Don Henley has taken the stand and some things have happened that I certainly didn't see coming. So uh, specifically what's happening right now is the defense attorneys are, uh, are attacking the character of Don Henley. And you're certainly allowed to do that in uh, this kind of a, of a, of a trial. And specifically uh, they are attacking him for an incident that occurred in 1980 Henley told the New York courtroom that he hugged and kissed a 16-year-old prostitute who overdosed at his Los Angeles home. This is in 1980, but insisted there was, quote, no sexual intercourse or penetration. Henley was 32 at the time. He was arrested on a misdemeanor charge for contributing to the delinquency of a minor, but he was never charged for attempting to have sex with her. Uh, She was not named in police reports at the time, and she was not named in the courtroom this week. He denied having sex with the girl in question, telling the courtroom that he was only with her to, quote, escape the depression he was experiencing from the band's breakup during that period of time the band had uh, had broken up. They obviously got back together. Uh, Scott Edelman is the defense attorney for one of the, the three men accused of stealing uh, the lyrics, and he was the one leading most of the questioning of Henley. Uh, Henley told the court, I recall hugging the girl, maybe kissing the girl and falling asleep. It was very late. We were very tired. There was no intercourse. There was no penetration. Edelman quizzed Henley. You agree that the girl arrived at your home that appeared to be young when she arrived. And uh, she appeared to be around 20 or 21 years old. Henley responded before the defense attorney pointed to a letter the Eagles singer wrote to a probation officer in 1981 about the events. At the time, he said the girl looked 19 or 20, Edelman said. Did you ask her if she was over 18 when she arrived? Henley responded, no. The defense attorney asked, you made a conscious decision not to ask her how old she was. The singer said, it never occurred to me that she was underage. She never looked underage. I don't ask people for ID when they come to my house. Edelman then questioned, do sex workers come to your house often? And Henley replied, no, she was a guest. The attorney then quizzed him on whether he had intimate contact with the 16-year-old girl. Isn't it a fact that you had been intimate with the underage girl in your home? 
Define intimate, Henley replied. Isn't it a fact that you and she attempted to make love that night? The musician told the court it was hugging. I think there was some kissing. That's it. There was no sexual intercourse. There was no penetration. Um, uh, the defense attorney moved on to uh, to point uh, point out that paramedics came in to assist the girl after the drug overdose. You had a child sex worker in your home who had used drugs with you. Henley said yes. Did you want them, the paramedics, I mean, to take her to the hospital to make a report? It was their decision on what to do with her, Henley said. You thought you were going to be in the clear, right? Not necessarily, Henley, Henley replied. The defense attorney questioned him on his significant cocaine use at the time, and the musician said, sex, drugs, and rock and roll is not revelatory. We used cocaine throughout the 70s intermittently. I was always lucid when I did business. I always performed in a lucid state. If I was some sort of uh, drug-filled zombie, I couldn't have accomplished everything before 1980 and after 1980. Uh, another defense attorney, Stacy Richmond, asked Henley whether the Eagles had something called third encore. The musician said, those were gatherings we had after shows. The defense attorney asked, you have someone giving pins to good-looking women out in the audience. Henley denied it. He said, but that's a good idea. (laughs) I don't know that he should have said that. The, The questioning shifted away from the girl to a purchase that Henley had made of some of these lyrics from the lyric book in 2012. So Henley went onto an auction and actually bought four of these pages that he's claiming were stolen back in an auction. This happened in 2012. He paid $8,500 for four pages of lyrics. So the defense asked when you bought the lyrics back, uh, there was a purchase agreement. You paid money and you got something in return. Yes, Henley replied. Nobody forced you to do that, she asked. He said, no. You did it of your own volition. I did. Eagles manager, Irving Azoff, then uh, testified that Henley just wanted the material back. He didn't realize at the time that more pages were out there and would crop up at more auctions over the next four years. So uh, their defense, they're saying that Henley thought it was a one-off. He didn't know how those got out there, and he wanted to buy them back to get uh, uh, to get them back in his hands. The lawyer then showed the court an email sent by Henley after he saw his lyrics in a Sotheby's auction two years later. It read, here we go again, more leftovers of the Ed Sanders debacle. That's the guy who was working on the biography who originally uh, sold the uh, the lyrics to those three guys. Get Sotheby's on the phone and tell them they're selling goods which are either counterfeit or stolen. The attorney attacked him on that and said, uh, and asked him whether his claim that the materials were counterfeit was wrong. And he said, correct. She then pointed out how he did not sue uh Sanders on any of these occasions that his lyrics were put out in the market. And I guess Sanders put lyrics up for sale in 2012, 2014, and 2016, to which Henley responded, not yet. So the defense attorney then quizzed quizzed the musician over whether the three defendants had any knowledge of the Eagles' contract with Sanders before they purchased the lyrics, and Henley said he he didn't know. Um, Henley has, has been a fierce advocate for artist rights over the years. If you look at any of these big agreements, when the when they went after uh, Napster for illegal file sharing, when they were setting digital music licensing rights, he has been one of the leading voices, uh, you know, on the side of artists, making sure artists get paid 
uh, for their work. So he, uh, he also testified in Congress in 2020 on that. So in the coming days, Henley will have the opportunity to tell his version of how these handwritten lyric pages from Hotel California made their way from his Southern California barn to this, uh, to these New York auctions, uh, decades later. But Henley may have to perform his best desperado as the lawyers don't know the meaning of the phrase, take it easy. Mm. The girl coming in and doing dope, I'm sure, is a pretty common thing, groupies, fans, whatever. But, you know, asking her if she was 16, I'm pretty sure she represented herself as an adult. She didn't come in and say, I'm 16. But it didn't. I mean, it doesn't matter one way or the other. Well, look, it, it that happened in 1980. Right. And we're 44 years yeah. From that incident, yes. and so she nothing be, she was ever older than me. Nothing was ever uh, was ever done. Uh, he was never charged with anything. The police never brought any action. So, um, who knows? Right? But, yeah. Well, rock and roll just allows him to cast some doubt on his character. Yeah, for sure. Interesting. All right. Well, we got an update. To another Louisiana story today, and that's the one uh, I brought you our last episode on the escaped uh, convict that pepper sprayed the police officer following a hospital visit. He has been found and rearrested in a New Orleans hotel, no less. Leon Ruffin had been in custody on second degree murder when we told you about that incident following that hospital visit uh he was tracked down to a hotel in new orleans east and has been taken into custody by jefferson parish deputies he was found alone in that hotel room and search warrants were being conducted inside uh it's not clear yet which hotel he was in i'm certain that we will have additional arrests related to this uh the sheriff said and i would suspect that as well you can't just Go get a hotel room when you escape from nope. and somebody prison. else. And it's probably the same person who passed in the pepper spray. Yeah. Uh, the sheriff said it's believed Ruffin was in the hotel room for most of the time he was on the lam. Uh, pretty much locked up in that hotel room instead of a jail cell, the sheriff said. And he said, I don't think he had a really, really good time over the last several days. He has since been charged with motor vehicle theft and escape, a slew of other charges. Um, and so it looks like they got their man, they got their man and he was, he was in jail for second degree murder. So he was serving that life sentence, uh, in a shooting death. So it's not someone you want running around free. Hiding out in a hotel room. They say, you know, he was locked in a hotel room to him. That's still better than a jail cell. And, and, yeah, and, and I'm sure somebody, locked up either way. Yeah. Somebody had to feed him, and like you said, somebody had to get him in the room and all that. So um, I'm pretty sure they can go back and get the video from the hospital and find out who passed him. The cameras are everywhere, like you always say, and who passed him the stuff. And then, yeah, somebody else is going to jail too. Yeah, and the female police officer that was pepper sprayed is doing fine. Uh, yeah, you know, just a little shaken up, but she'll be okay. It takes days to recover from that. Like, no, like, well, it, for like freeze plus P, it'll take you uh, a couple of hours, and your face will still be red and swollen and stuff. But it, does, it doesn't take days. And then the first time you get in the shower, it burns again and shit. So I mean, 
maybe 12 hours, something like that. But she would have been trained in it anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, when, when you, they don't just give you the freeze and, and let you run around with it. You have to be sprayed with it and during training. And then while, when it takes effect, you have to affect an arrest and handcuff people. They teach you how to fight in it basically and, and do your job. So, Okay, well, let's, um, let's go to Kentucky. Are you guys uh, Dairy Queen fans? I don't think I've ever eaten there in my entire life. Maybe once or twice. Really? But they don't have a lot of them down here, do they? Yeah. They have one yeah. right down the road. They do, uh, they do a lot of ice cream yeah. sales there, yeah. like dessert yeah. sales there. Yeah. But this particular Dairy Queen we're about to talk about, I don't recommend uh, anybody trying the ice cream. Employees at a Kentucky Dairy Queen were forced to eat ice cream that had been tainted with cleaning solution sending some of them to the emergency room. A manager at a Campton, Kentucky location of the chain called all employees in for a mandatory staff meeting last Friday night. During this meeting, the manager forced the staffers to eat chemically contaminated soft serve ice cream, quote, whether or not they liked it. That's according to Angel Patton, who is the parent of one of these DQ employees that were forced to eat the ice cream. I was livid, Patton said, when her 17-year-old daughter came home and told her what had happened. They were told by the manager that whether or not they liked chocolate ice cream, they were going to eat it today, the furious mother said. Some of the eight employees, eight people were uh, forced to do this, who were involved were taken to the hospital following the meeting. Some of the kids had complained that they had a burning sensation when they swallowed the ice cream. Her daughter has since quit her job at DQ and the Wolf County Sheriff's Office is investigating. Quote, we still have multiple people coming in to give statements, but as of now, it's still under investigation. That's according to Deputy Elijah Banks. Banks said he was unable to discuss the incident further since minors are involved. No charges, as I said, have been filed yet. Patton plans to meet with a lawyer in the meantime. That's the mom. What they've done here is not right, she said. The chemicals in many cleaning products can be deadly if consumed in large enough amounts. The Campton Dairy Queen said it had no comment on the allegations when contacted by several local media outlets. As far as we know, that manager is still employed at that Dairy Queen Sort of seems like the first thing you would do is put that manager on some kind of suspension or paid leave, whatever, pending an investigation. I mean, you wouldn't allow them to just yeah. continue being the manager after something like this. I think there's going to be a lot more to, to than that. And, I mean, um, him denying and saying he doesn't know how he got in there or whatever, but I would, what's the motive? You call right. him in for a meeting and you force feed him chemical how do you force somebody who's really dumb thinking something like that would be funny yeah and not understanding it's a realm of possibilities i mean but i can tell you one thing if i'm take a lick of a chocolate ice cream and it starts to burn my throat i'm not gonna keep eating it uh, yeah you're forcing but you're gonna take my minimum wage job from me (laughs) exactly (laughs) and then i'm my own dairy queen when i get done so hopefully they have cameras and we'll find out and get to the bottom of it because that's that is some bullshit. But you know what? It's not outside the room of possibilities. Are crazy ass motherfuckers, including Dairy Queen. And we we've seen a lot of crazy stuff from fast food places. So. Good and bad in every profession. Every profession. All right, we're gonna go to Pennsylvania 
And uh, 45-year-old Elvis impersonator from Michigan faces charges after he engaged in child sex acts with a 16-year-old girl. Uh, February 23rd, the U.S. attorney for the Pen- for Pennsylvania announced three counts related to interstate sexual exploitation of minors uh, in or around October of 2023 and in or around January of 2024. Matthew Chantilius used, persuaded, induced, and enticed a minor to engage in sexually explicit conduct for the purpose of producing a visual depiction depiction of the conduct so he was taking pictures yeah. basically yeah. uh at 4 a.m on january 20 24th he was arrested at a motel in pennsylvania summit township after he was caught with a naked 16 year old run away from new york the victim uh told police she met him on social media and he gave her vodka they exchanged new photos as well online, and then they met, and of course he was arrested. So Elvis impersonator, huh? Elvis impersonator, and then you know this online social media man. There is there is no reason a yeah. adult should be talking to a minor online. Uh, yeah, and there is. I mean, he got caught in a hotel room with the next six naked sixteen year old. Let's open this shot. So his way of drawing her in was his Elvis impersonation. That's the the pictures of him or him being Elvis. Is that uh, the angle? I don't, know. I don't know. I don't, I don't even know. Say. She may not even realize yeah. that was his job. But I don't know. Oh well, it was the, his full time homeless God. girl or, or runaway girl has access to a phone or whatever. But I guess it happens. Yeah, and, and yeah, I guess it, people in that they just have no idea who to trust. Well, or you're not thinking it enough, right? You're just like, I, I can get a hotel room for the night, go get some vodka. Yeah, it's disgusting and all. all. But I'll tell you what, prison's going to have fun with an Elvis impersonator oh, in there to God, yeah. to play with, yeah, especially when he's caught doing shit yeah, like this. Make him sing to you. Yeah. Well, he, right. did, he did do a few prison he songs, did jailhouse, didn't he? Jailhouse, jailhouse, jailhouse Rock. Rock. Yeah, and, yeah. 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 he can be so doing it now. He'll be, uh, he'll be rocking that. Doing it for... For a silly. All right, so. this is a uh, a first for me. I think you guys will agree when we get into it. We're going to go to Brazil. His name is Sachi, and he's the beloved mascot of one of Brazil's most loved teams. The team is known as Internacional, or Inter, as its legions of fans call it. Beloved Inter mascot Sachi is a fixture on the sidelines of one of Brazil's most famous clubs for years, but he's now being accused of sexual harassment. Sachi is being accused of harassing a female sideline reporter during a crucial match against a rival on Sunday. The sideline reporter alleges that Sachi hugged her inappropriately and that the hug was so tight that she could feel sweat coming through his costume. Mm. Giselle Kumpel is a reporter for Canal Monumental, a sports network in Brazil. Kumpel was covering... The Grêmio Sport Club versus Inter match, better known as Grainal, when she claimed the Inter's mascot, Sachi, grabbed her and forcibly hugged her before making kissing noises while celebrating his team's game-winning goal. When Inter scored, he stopped next to me and simply hugged me, hugged me again, uh, Kumpel told Brazilian News. 
and even with the mask on, went to kiss her and put his the face of the uh, the mask next to uh, her lips. I could hear the sound of the kiss, and I felt his sweat. She claimed the unwanted embrace came after Inter scored the game-winning goal off a penalty kick in the second half of the game between these bitter rivals, who both play in Brazil's Serie A League. Here's, um, I'm going to show these guys a little picture of... I saw the, I saw the picture. Yeah, yeah that's... Uh, more importantly, I saw the picture of her. That's, uh, that's yeah. Sachi. So, uh, Kumpel claims she attempted to push the undesired mascot away. The reporter said she was the lone female journalist working behind one goal, and the only reporter Sachi was making strange gestures toward. After the game, Kumpel reported the unwelcomed embrace to a local police station. They are now investigating it as a sexual harassment case. Kumpel posted this on Twitter... She said, Greynow unfortunately ended in a police report for me, sexual harassment by the S. International mascot. She slammed the mascot's actions, saying actions like Sachi's forced hug are what women in sports endure while working. Another day of women wanting to do their job in football and suffering for it with some idiots who are criminals, uh, uh, Kumpel added. At, uh, uh, I'm going to the end so that uh, no other woman goes through this. After she left the police station, Kumpel revealed that she was doing all right despite the traumatic mascot abuse that she'd endured hours earlier. Everything is fine. Taking away the fear, trembling, crying, and disbelief for the moment, I did what I could since eliminating the fact is impossible. Inter has reportedly handed over all field footage from the game to the police to help with the case. The unidentified employee who was wearing the Saatchi costume was suspended from the position pending the outcome of the investigation. Until the process is completed, the employee will be separated from the representation of Saatchi. The team said in a statement, we trust that all facts will be duly clarified with the authority police. Therefore, the pending, uh, therefore, and pending the prompt resolution of the case, the employee responsible for the mascot and the club itself will remain at the disposal of the authorities. Gremi, who is the mascot for the opposing club in the match, Gremio told Real Life Real Crime Daily International I-Team investigators that he has proof that Kumpel had a relationship with Sachi for some time and became disgruntled when she learned that Sachi had been uh, uh, seeing Sappy, who is the mascot of Club Sao Paulo. Mm. So the well. plot thickens for Kumpel. At this point, there is merely an allegation, and the Real Life Real Crime Daily International I-Team will continue to investigate. I just... Look, my problem with with this thing is when you see this, what what damage? What could the guy do in a costume? I mean, it's mm, weird. I think he hugged her. I but. think she's obviously a very attractive female, and but you know, you see these like Jim. Jim, you did it in high school for Chuck E. Cheese or whatever. But yeah, uh, uh, these people are trying to get the attention of the crowd, and and they score the game winning goal. I'm not saying that. I mean, he didn't try to cop a feel or something, but he goes and hugs her and kisses on her. But he's got this big-ass costume on, right? I mean, if I'm sitting in the bleachers right there behind that goal, I'm going to be checking her out the whole time, too, right? Yeah, I mean, I, put I, it I'm on at the this, jumbo, Jumbotron. I'm at this TCU game the other day, and that mascot's great, that Horn Frog mascot. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he is all over the place doing all kinds yeah, of stuff to everybody. Crazy stuff to try to get people's attention. But, yeah. but. I mean, she's she's offended. So. Well, we'll see what we see in the videos, but um, but you know, possibly the uh, relationship Sachi was having with the other mascot oh, was uh, was uh, part of this. We won't say which I team investigator got that. <laughs> well, it's always confidential when the I teams investigate. 
Mile high. Mile high. For Friday and a pretty crazy one today, a nine-time felon and sex offender is facing charges after exposing himself to children at the Harry Reid International Airport. In there. The incident occurred near the Terminal 1 baggage area. Officers at the airport were stopped by a limo driver and another airport employee who stated a man who appeared to be homeless had pulled his pants down in front of juveniles near the doors that lead out towards the limousines. They described the man as wearing dirty tan pants and carrying a black backpack. Officers searched the area and spotted the man uh, pulling up his pants at that moment next to the money refill machine near the doors that led to Delta and American Airlines. Police said he had pooped on the ground next to the machine. When they asked the man why he didn't go to the restroom, he told them he had an accident. Yeah, but he had enough time to get his pants down, right? Right. The man was identified as Elliot Dew Sr. Officers recognized his name because he had been previously removed from Harry Reid Airport for trespassing just a month earlier. And at the time, he had been cited for damaging a vehicle and still returned to the property after he was warned not to come back. A records check showed Dew is listed as a sex offender and has been convicted on multiple charges in the past, including cocaine possession. Dew was taken to the Clark County Detention Center following the incident at the airport. So that that 24 hours a day, that airport is slammed busy. And and what I mean, airport security nowadays, uh, the cameras again, like Jim always talks about, are everywhere. How the hell do you think you can get away with that? Right. And you're just going to take a dookie uh, right there on the right by the cash machine because you had an accident and right in front of the kids. Why am I drawing a blank on Harry? Is that Las Vegas? Oh, it used to be called McCarran. Oh, now I mean, you know what? I'm wrong. I think man. there's. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Let me look it up. Two of them. Is it there? Utah? I'm trying to. Well, I, wherever it is, I've been there. I'm telling Harry you. This, I mean, I should know where it was sent. Y'all, this is a no, live moment right here. Harry Reid International. No, it's Las Vegas. Yeah, Harry Reid International uh, Las Vegas. So airport. they changed the name of McCarran. I guess so. Yeah. I thought there was two. Two Vegas airports? I thought. There was, uh, uh, there's, it's only one big one. one. It's, it's fucking huge. You can see it from anywhere on the strip yeah. from the MGM, uh, all that whole We thing. heard it here first, folks. Wow. No more McCarran yeah. International I not, Airport. I apparently. did not know that. Don't, why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seen more health issues with the dog's joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. Now, my dog, Phoebe, is the queen of our house, and I can tell you that her health is extremely important to us. She is a part of our family. 
I watched the video, y'all, and I was amazed by the things I didn't know that could impact your dog's health. This 20-minute video is packed full of tips that I've already started with my dog, Phoebe. I'm noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com RLRC and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com slash R-L-R-C. Hey, y'all. My wife's biggest struggle this past year was fighting the symptoms associated with menopause. Hot flashes, mild mood swings, and sleeplessness. She had them all until she tried Hormone Harmony. She was amazed at how much Hormone Harmony reduced her symptoms and supported her mood and her general well-being. Hormone Harmony is not just a supplement for women going through perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause. It's become a phenomenon. Women cannot stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So hormone harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it. But it's perfect for those horrible menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold. Hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, Poor sleep and feeling tired all the time. Occasional bloating and gas. No desire to be in bed next to someone, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code RLRC at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code RLRC for 15% off today. Take a dookie and flash your junk to kids. That's right. Oh, You'll end up in jail. That's right. You got to have it. Oh, yeah. Must be kinky time. Kinky crime time for Friday. And y'all don't do this either. Or you might, or you're going to end up in jail. So in Massachusetts, a couple is facing indecent exposure and other charges after they went for a nude walk with their dog Monday morning. Oh, Mike does a that. A nude walk, a, yeah. A, yeah. yeah. What's wrong with that? With depends on how early. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so well. <laughs> depends on how early. Police found The dog's Kevin, always nude, but. <laughs> police, uh, I'm going to tell you, the police found Kevin Pinto, 30, and uh, Marielle Kinney, 32, of Hopkinson, naked and walking their dog, Lucy, at 6.30 a.m. on Monday. The pair either refused to respond or gave incoherent answers to officers' questions, shouting and swearing at police before attempting to flee. Mm. The pair also hit police, Uh leaving one officer with minor injuries. Pinto and Kenny were arrested on charges of indecent exposure, resistant arrest, assault and battery of an officer, disturbing the peace, and disorderly conduct. And the police chief said, hey, it wasn't a typical day in Hopkinton. I'm sure they don't see a lot of that in Hopkinton. How high do you have to be to be walking your dog (laughs) with your significant other, butt naked, 630 in the morning, 
Yeah. You ever done that, Mike? No, no. That's uh, that's a new one. I've, I've, I've done that. I walked my dog in my backyard, my boxers. Yeah. You yeah, know, well, and a muscle shirt. Sure, and I would Wendy butt naked down the street. <laughs> and then, and then, then you attack the officers. No. Yeah. I mean, like, that's never how much acid did they That would be yeah. so funny to see, though. I mean, I. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's the greatest show. No, maybe the dog was probably even like, what the heck? Yeah, yeah. Maybe the dog probably <laughs> naked, too. Yeah. Maybe it'll start yeah, a, got a start trend. Kinky Crimes for Friday. You never walked your dogs naked, Woody? I, I, well, I walk around my property naked all the time. <laughs> but it's, it's in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is a very good point. Okay, well, in honor of two sets of Eagle stories this week and Woody declaring his love for the band. Pure love. I've got a little Eagles game for you guys. Let's see how well you and the audience know the Eagles. First question. The original four founding members of the Eagles were... A, Randy Meisner, Bernie Leiden, Don Henley, and Glenn Fry. B, Don Felder, Don Henley, Randy Meisner, and Glenn Fry. C, Joe Walsh, Don Felder, Bernie Leiden, and Don Henley. Or D, Vince Gill, Amy Grant, Don Henley, and Glenn Fry. C, I'm going with C, C. And Joe Walsh was not an original member. A, Randy Meisner, Bernie Leiden, Don <laughs> Henley, and Glenn Fry. Okay. In 1974, 1974, this song became the Eagles' first number one hit. Was it A, Witchy Woman, B, Hotel California, C, Life in the Fast Lane, D, Best of My Love? Man, that's tough because I remember Witchy Woman camping out and being scared to death when I heard it. Uh, I know when the... I'm gonna say life in the fast lane. The uh, what, what was D? Best of my love. I'm going with that one. Just to... Jim is correct. It was life go. in the fast lane. Total shot in, in the, the dark. Lane. Uh, so it's one nothing, Jim. One nothing. Yeah. This man joined the band in 1975, replacing Bernie Ledden on guitar and keyboards. Yeah, it was Joe Walsh. It was Joe Walsh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we have a one-one uh, tie. The Eagles' very first album, simply entitled "Eagles," was released in what year? A nineteen sixty nine. Nineteen sixty nine. That's an incorrect answer, so I'll keep going. B nineteen seventy five. C nineteen seventy two. D nineteen ninety nine. Seventy two. Nineteen seventy two is a correct answer, Woody. So it's one one. No, it's one, two. Two, two, one. Two, one. Okay, which of these Eagles singles did not become number one in the United States? A, New Kid in Town. B, Take It Easy. C, Best of My Love. D, Hotel California, which did not become a number one record in the U.S. What were the answers, Ken? A, New Kid in Town. B, Take It Easy. C, Best of My Love. I'm going to go Hotel California. Best of My Love. I'm going to go New Kid in Town. You're both wrong. It was Take It Easy. What? Really? It was not a number one. Oh, that's 
Should have Crazy. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of take it easy, the next question. In the Eagles' 1972 hit, Take It Easy, where was the corner? Winslow, Arizona. Woody comes with Winslow, Arizona, and he is correct. Such a fine sight to see. see that's right. It's There's a girl, a girl my lord, in a flatbed Ford. Yeah. And when they, on the live albums, they change Come it. On, you know, when you see them live, they change yeah, it to yeah, whatever to CD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so 3 1? Yeah, yes. Which Eagles hit did Randy Meisner sing lead vocal on? Desperado. That is correct. There you go. Three, two. Joe Walsh had a solo hit single called Rocky Mountain Way. From that song, what was the Rocky Mountain Way better than? A, better than the Sierra Way? B, better than being sad? C, better than getting mad? Or D, better than the way we had? Shit. I'm going to go with C. I'm going to go with uh, B. Guys, come on. It's D. Better than the way we had them. All right. <laughs> All right. So we're 3 2 still. Although I don't think Randy Meisner saying disparate. I'll have to go back on that. Finish this line from the hit The Best of My Love. Thinking about all the things that we said, A, and letting nothing get in between, B, and wishing it was all I, a dream. I, I, I don't understand. The, what's a the line, question? So there's a line in the song, The Best of My Love. It starts with thinking about all the things that we said. Right. The next part of it is, right. and letting nothing get in between, or and wishing it was all a dream, or C, and coming apart at the seams, or D, and all the times that we screamed. I gotta say B, but I, I, I'm so I mean, C. I know the song, but C is correct. Very good, tied up. Surprise, you don't. You guys I could do it if I was. Yeah, you have to, to sing it. it. Okay, so are we tied now? Three, three. Yep. Okay, the last, the last Eagles single to hit number one was 1979's A, Life in the Fast Lane, B, Heartbreak Tonight, C, Victim of Love. Or D, the long run. The long run. Life in the fast lane. No, that was early. We already said it was in the long yeah. way. Um, it <laughs> is heartbreak tonight. Uh, uh, okay, still 3-3. Three, three. Um, finish this line from Joe Walsh's hit single, Life's Been Good. Mm-hmm. I go to parties sometimes until 4. It's hard to leave when you can't find the door. It's hard to leave. When Dang, when Woody says, Everton. When he says a live, live album, he says it's hard to leave when you can't find some more. He's talking about drugs. Well, I should have said that was the last question, and so Woody wins it Woody four wins. three on it's Man. hard to leave when you can't find the door. You have a limo riding it. That's a great song. But the, the live version, when they were, he was high on stage uh, from the 70s, it's even better. Very good. Congratulations to Woody. Joe Walsh. Oh, Eagles. All right. Any final thoughts? Uh, Just love and appreciate all of them, all lifers. Y'all rock. And thank you so much. Right? Mike, anything? 
So you've got how many guys coming down to kill how many? I, I'm listening Nine. to I'm listening to the Thursday show and uh, uh, like a hundred a hundred hogs as you're me. expecting to. I, keep. I hope so. Uh, yeah, I got the big traps and pins and cameras and everything set up on different properties, and hopefully we'll send those boys back with a plethora. We're Look, need, they'll charge you too, Mike. You know, hogs are charging. Oh, yeah. Oh, hogs yeah. are hurting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they are the most destructive. When they first came to Louisiana, they, they, you had to hunt them during regular hours and all this stuff and have a permit, permit, whatever. Then they started tearing up everything so bad. I call it like hundreds of millions of dollars in, in crop damage and stuff a year. And then so they made it where you could hunt them at night. Um, if you were a landowner or whatever, then they changed it to everybody can hunt them at night, but it's just not during regular rifle season for white-tailed deer. And they're horrible as far as yeah. destruction. You've never seen anything like it. And you ever come up there, squeal, I will say you. really loud, right? I've, I've got some audio recordings. There's one stand I sit on. It's surrounded by creeks, and every year, well, you can hear them running through the woods, but this is most chilling sound you ever heard. It's like a... a a woman being murdered, and I had recorded on my phone. I have to play it for you. I know play it for y'all one day, but the uh, I mean, it's it's to the point now where like LSU and them are trying to come up with poison that go will go into food that they can put out that deer and stuff won't eat. I mean, that it's bad. Mm. Ask a farmer. Yep. So creepy. Yep. But yeah, those those boys will be in um, next Thursday. Next Thursday evening. So and then leaving the following Monday. Anyway, go. so you should be in great shape for those two those two recording yeah. sessions. Right? I'll be in on well, Tuesday. I think they're leaving early Monday morning. No, I, we'll record on Thursday, and then I'll go, and they'll be there when I get there. Okay, and then I won't have to be functional. Right. We'll, we'll have Monday. We'll, we'll have we'll have <laughs> Shinerbach uh, sponsor the Tuesday show. Yes. Sure. All right, until next time, I'm Jim Chapman. I'm Woody Everton. And I'm Mike Agavino. For real life, for real crime daily. Peace. Peace. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.